1: Video football show with Macklin Motors. Mobility offers from nil advance payments. Visit MacklinMotors.com for more info. Let's
2: go, let's this is Paul Cooney in the middle of the week, Wednesday evening just after five, and we're in the company of Andy Walker. 808 08, 17, 17, 700 No World Cup football tonight. But Andy, last night, someone we hadn't heard much of before, on everyone's lips, Conchalo Ramos. A hat trick.
3: Yeah, how long will he be at Benfica? I mean, that's a brilliant stage for him to score a hat-trick. And, uh, you know, Portugal certainly didn't miss Cristiano Ronaldo. I think his time has come and gone. He's been brilliant. But uh, I'm not sure he'll play a a big part in the the other games. But what a career it's been. Uh, Maybe we'll ask
2: you about if you felt there was a time when it was time to leave the stage we will shortly or if you have any yeah. questions for Andy call in 0808 08, 17 17 700 yet no games this evening
3: Morocco through that was a big surprise wasn't it last night as well it was the, when you yeah. see Spain it's uh, pass 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 the amount of possession that they had but just couldn't break them down in it. I think it's been really refreshing to see the African nations the Asian uh, nations uh, perform so well uh, at the World Cup I think it's made it more enjoyable So Friday night, Croatia against Brazil, Netherlands against Argentina.
2: Is Messi's name on this trophy? What do you think, Andy? Um, It
3: could be. Well, Brazil, Argentina, I think will meet in the semi-final Mm -hmm. and uh, depending on who wins with England and France, I think that's going to be a close one. I've I've been impressed by by both sides. That's going to be, I think that's the pick of the quarterfinals. And Saturday afternoon,
2: Morocco against Portugal and then England against France. Uh, England,
3: you can't discount our neighbours down south, Andy? No, not at all. They've got class, I think, in every department. I know that a lot of people think they're, they're liable to give a chance or two away with Maguire and, and Stones at the back. But, um, you know, France are into this tournament without Benzema, without Pogba, without Nconte, without Nkunku. Uh, and I think all of them would play in are starting 11. So uh, I think France have shown that they've got a depth of their squad as well. And for Brazil, Neymar could he be back
2: for a semi-final if they're there and for the final itself, taking us all the way right up until Christmas. Well, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, Are you warming to Andy? I'm getting the impression every night speaking that we've not loved the World Cup so far. And maybe it's because we're so distant. It's now heading towards the middle of December and we didn't qualify or what
3: do you yeah, think? Yeah, I thought it started slowly. I think there was a bit of that. There was a bit of pain and, uh, you know, we. when you look at the way Wales performed, surely we could have done better had we... Uh, Gotten through against Ukraine But um, Yeah it took a while to get going But now that the knockout phase is here I'm I'm beginning to really enjoy it Somebody you know well I think Is the new
2: manager Of Northern Ireland Michael O'Neill The president has just announced The 53 year old He's back Taken over from Ian Barraclough. Uh, He did a great job the last time round.
3: What do you think, Michael O'Neill, the boss in Northern Ireland? Well, it didn't work out for him uh, going back to uh, Stoke. And, um, you know, I think the fact that uh, he knows everything there is to know about the Irish FA, Uh, I think the big problem they have is, you know, younger players coming through, uh, younger talent. They've relied a lot on the likes of Steve Davis, who's got. It must be close to about 130 caps. Mm. It's an astonishing uh, return that he's got. Uh, Kyle Lafferty's been there for, for so long and if they could get some better younger players through they might just uh, pick up on their results We'll speak about Partick Thistle as well, we heard it on Go Radio News, the fact that seven of the eight directors
2: have left the club, the CEO Jerry Britton whom you know well, we all feel we know him the former Celtic and Hearts striker and yeah. a very bright guy but obviously things going on at Partick Thistle with immediate effect, the club confirmed today seven directors resigned Chairman Jackie Lowe, who's been in position for quite some time, fellow directors Andrew Byron, Alan Caldwell, Douglas Noble, John Penman, Michael Robertson and Alan Ruff, MBE former Scotland and of course Patrick Thistle Hibson, Celtic keeper. They've informed the PTFC Trust of the decision and the resignations have been accepted. The club said there'll be no further comment today. The full focus of the staff, CEO, management and players is on our home fixture against Air United top of the table, Air United uh, a week on Saturday I
3: saw Air United last week, I went down to the game uh, against Pollock You did, you left the studio at seven? Yeah, and uh, it was great. Alan McInally was there as well, the old uh, Air United player. Robert Mm -hmm. Riley was uh, with them, so a couple of the old faces. Um, But yeah, it was really good to see Air United and the fact that they're performing so well at the top of the championship. They've got a real chance of upsetting all the odds. I mean, you would have had Thistle Mm -hmm. in front of them. Certainly the big hitters like Dundee, Inverness Cali Thistle have been strong over the last couple of years, mm. Our both have fallen away after their exploits of, of last season. It's a it's a competitive league and, and the newcomers, have
2: got every chance. Sorry. The newcomers Queen's Park, surprising Queens lots Park. of people. Uh, uh, you know,
3: Ayr on thirty-two, yeah. Dundee
2: on thirty-one, <laughs> Queen's Park on thirty, then Morton twenty-nine. Jacks. My old
3: teammate, of course, yeah. Owen Coyle, doing great stuff at yeah. Queens and he he's been round the block a few times and um I think they were ahead of the game getting um, getting promotion last season. Mm. I don't know if they quite expected that but they managed to, to secure promotion and uh, who knows, they could do back-to-back promotions. That would be... That would be remarkable, It's but com- not beyond them. Sure. It's competitive, a
2: fascinating championship, isn't it? Then Partick Thistle on 24 after the 17 games. Inverness, Cali Thistle 23, Raith Rovers 22, Cove Rangers 18, Arbroath on 13, who were sitting, well, the second bottom. They sat second top for so much last season. And Hamilton on 11. We're getting worried. Barry said it the other night. You start to worry about the Ackies. Two years ago, Andy, as you well
3: know, yeah. they were in the Premiership. They were thumped by Queen's Park at the weekend. Yeah it's not good and I know John Rankin was really keen to make a name for himself as manager I think he's finding out just how difficult uh, it can be I really hope results pick up for them Uh, done so many games at at Hamilton over the years and uh, a lot of lovely people there Looking forward to getting back to the Premiership action next
2: week Andy there's only eight sleeps to go week tomorrow Rangers against Hibs and then everyone in
3: action on Saturday not least Aberdeen against Celtic two huge games Massive games and it's obviously Rangers going with a, a new manager whatever you think of Giovanni Van Bronckhurst he's gone now Michael Beale has taken his place and it remains to be seen what sort of effect he can have on that uh, group of players uh, most of all the likes of Ryan Kent who he's known since he was a 14 year old boy at Liverpool um, he's obviously got a good mm-hmm. relationship with uh, most other players there after being part of Steven Gerrard's set up but being the main man being the the guy that uh, is to be accounted for uh, for results uh, it's an entirely different job and uh, you know he certainly needs to strengthen in the January window This time
2: last night we were getting the news from the Rangers AGM which as you know happened at lunchtime uh, Douglas Park survived that vote which... Uh, the 1872 club wanted him removed from the board, but it, was, uh, it wasn't it was carried at all. And of course, Dave King, the former chairman, apparently was uh, also backing that. But he stays on the boards, he's the chairman, and the motions were passed. It was also indicated about the thing that everyone's been talking about for months, Ryan Kent, Alfredo Morelos. Ross Wilson was asked about the signing and the trading and all the rest of it. He came under you know quite a bit of questioning. Uh, but the headline from it is that probably this is what I read from it, that uh, Kent and Morelos are asking for too much. But Andy, what I'd say to you now is, be careful what they wish for. Will they still get... Are clubs in for them? I know Everton seem to be top of the list just now, but I don't know whether this is agent speaking or if it is actually coming from Lampard and and sources.
3: Well, well, both players are honouring their contracts. I think Ryan Kent is honouring it a a bit better than Alfredo Morelos because he's fit and he's well. And, uh, you know, he, he... He's always available for, for selection. Uh, I think Alfredo Morelos has let himself down as well as Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and his teammates. He, he wasn't in good shape for so much of the season, wasn't ready for the start of the season. But the other headline that I took from the Rangers AGM was that, the uh, I mean, for the first time in 10 years, Rangers uh, could access the finance that it requires to meet day-to-day bills. For the first time in 10 years, I thought that was a remarkable line. It
2: shows you how tough it's been and it shows you the turnaround under the directors but clearly it's been, I mean it was almost unimaginable if we said 10 years ago Rangers would be out the Premier League, out the Championship for down to the second division. It has been quite a turnaround but the Rangers fans uh, stuck by them, but there is no minimising. It's been a really, really tough time. The fans now want to know, though, come the game with uh, Hebs and in the run-up to the new year, uh, it's the game with Celtic that is looming for them yeah. and they can't afford to lose points. Do you think under Michael Beale? I know it's ifs, buts and maybes, I wonder, Andy, people think, uh, is he going to have a different look to the team and the shape he- of the team?
3: he will be welcomed with open arms he's been part of a, a Rangers side that was successful a few years ago winning the title and uh, he was part of a setup under Stephen Gerrard and Gary McAllister that um, you know slowly but surely they, they got that title done but you know he's now the top man he needs to have an influence on the players that are there and it remains to be seen if Rangers are are, are willing or able to to spend for him in the January window because I don't think this group of players is going to make any inroads into a nine-point gap and I'd be very surprised if uh, Celtic were to let that lead go. Rangers are in
2: early discussions apparently over a move for the Algerian star Ahmed Kendouchi. The IBEX club apparently would prefer an initial loan for the 23-year-old playmaker. That's in Football Scotland. Um, Barry indicated, I mean, he didn't know for sure, but listening to Barry the other night that he thought, yeah, there could be some money in January but don't look... Or a lot happening loans could well be the way forward for this yeah, season yeah
3: well I remember speaking to Barry earlier in the season when we were both a bit surprised once Rangers had made the Champions League post qualification and the, the guarantee of money coming in and the, you know knowing what they had uh, got in for rebo for Bassey for the run to the UEFA uh, league final for the Nathan Patterson money you just thought that Giovanni van Bronckhurst would be given access to maybe one or two players to to strengthen the squad they did have a number of injuries but he wasn't able to get anyone in and I think uh, you know alarm bells were ringing then Transfer backing that's what Ross Wilson was saying the other day when he
2: was asked uh, about Rangers and the trading model
4: Yeah we spoke about that over the interview process last week so Michael first and foremost wants to assess what's here probably about three quarters of the squad he already knows very well probably get his grips again as to where the boys are at today uh, as well as familiarising themselves with the new players as well. But there's certainly an assurance if Michael wants to do something in the market then from the board's point of view we'll try and back that as much as we
5: as much as we possibly can. As always.
2: That was Ross Wilson speaking when they finally, you know, officially unveiled him in the Blue Room after he took a few days to work with the players. A lot of
5: honesty, you know, that that we spoke together as a group and we've I've spoke to a lot of the players individually. On the training pitch they've been fantastic. It's like I've never been away in terms of a coach working with them. I know Previously, I was uh, the first team coach working with them, coming back as the manager. It's slightly different, but on the training pitch, we, we fit together again very well. There's a few new faces that I'm excited to work with and some good players in that as well. So the first three days couldn't have gone any better for me personally.
2: Michael Beale there speaking just a few days ago. It's a funny moment just now, isn't it? Andy, we're not quite at the games next week. We've had World Cup non-stop until today. Yeah. But what do you think of um, Glenn Kamara, for example? He just went right out
3: of favour. Do you expect him to be one that they'll get off the wage bill? Um, I don't know. I mean, you could see how unhappy he was after being substituted at half-time in the game against St Mirren when when Rangers dropped a couple of points there just um, just before we split up for the World Cup. But... Uh, you just never know what sort of reaction a new manager coming in, knowing him from uh, the time gone by, where I thought Glenn Kamara looked to be one of Rangers' more important players. He, there was a drive and a skill about him that uh, you know you you saw his name in the team sheet and you thought Rangers looked strong in midfield with him being a part of it, but his form has dipped. He was maybe asked to do different things under Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, but it just remains to be seen what effect, if any... Michael Beale will have on him, or whether he want to try and, you know, generate a bit of money and uh, and let him go. You can join us on the socials at Goal Football
2: Show. Thanks for making the switch every evening from five. Paul Cooney tonight with Andy Walker. Spanish media they're claiming that Atletico Madrid are sending scouts this weekend to watch Juranovic during Croatia against Brazil. That's set on El Gol. What do you think? No surprise. I mean, everyone knows he's you know the, often the chat that comes out out of the blue a couple of months ago you wonder where that's coming from but Juranovic uh, he's having a really good World Cup and assist the the other night have we seen him for the last
3: time? Well I think he's been a a terrific player for Celtic and I, I, I think everyone would just wish him well if he was to go to a club like Atletico Madrid where clearly he'd be earning a lot more money and obviously Celtic would get a good return someone that they brought in for a relatively cheap fee and uh, they would only sell him if uh, you know the money was right for them And how much would you think I know it's hard
2: to say but he's in the World Cup so if I'm his agent he, right you go he's in You're, the World Cup yeah. and
3: I know that uh, you know Scottish based players you look at Kieran Tierney he's been the best of all going for, for 25 but how much is he worth now John McGinn mm-hmm. went for what three what sure. would it take to get John mm-hmm. McGinn away from Villa probably about 50 it's there's no rhyme or reason to to the valuation of players, but certainly as soon as you step into the English Premier League, your your value goes through the roof. So for Celtic to get, you know, upwards of eight, nine, ten million, I think they'd be mm. willing to do business. Anything above that would just be uh, would just be fabulous. And of course, they've got Anthony Ralston, who I think yeah. is, mm. is 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 playing well when he's given the opportunity, and you've got the new arrival, um, Alistair Johnson. So. Uh, I think Celtic are well served in that position. Alistair Johnson has been talking
2: about how good he thinks Ange Postacoglu is and his admiration for Celtic. He said all the right things. He really impressed in the first half when we first saw him there in the World Cup. So it's a decent signing for Celtic and it shows you the continuity that's going on there at the moment. But they will miss Juranovic if he goes.
3: Yeah, you can see Celtic have made a, a a good foray into the Japanese market. Those players have, have turned out really well for them. Um, you know, they they've gone to the Canadian uh, market to to get um Alistair Johnson. You know, you mentioned earlier about Rangers being in discussion for an yep. Algerian player. It's mm-hmm. it's these type of markets that Scottish clubs have to try and, you know, make the most of because you're you're just not in the business of doing Uh, spending rather the the same type of money as uh, most of the clubs down south. Andy, I saw you on the phone a few moments ago. Is it your contacts in Cairo you've been on to? Because
2: Celtic are in the running to sign Mohamed Afsha Magdi from Al-Ali. So the
3: Egyptian player, come on Andy, you know the inside. Could you (laughs) see the attacking midfielder coming to Celtic? I think Celtic will do some business in the window. I think they want to be as strong as they can and you know, doing business... Uh, no one is scared about losing a player or two, as long as you get good money for them. Uh, you know that's what Celtic have done a num for a number of years now. You know, got players in at a really good, good price, fatten them up, sell them on, give them Champions League football, give them European football. There's Juranovic playing at the uh, the World Cup on the national stage, and if someone's interested in them, they'll they'll need to pay a a good fee for them.
2: Here's uh, Mark is on Twitter at Goal Football Show. Mark's saying, Andy, could the fact that Celtic now have three right-backs in the building at the moment not hinder the club in price negotiations for a player like Juranovic? R- I think no, it could don't... be a replacement for Rawlsson, sorry, and really looking forward to improving the quality in the squad.
3: No, I think the fact that, uh, you know, Juranovic is um, he's a recognised international player. He's playing at the highest level. He's shown what he's capable of on the World Cup stage. Um, and what, what a lovely touch it was with uh, Juranovic and Dyson Maida mm. you know after the game uh, just consoling one another with yeah. uh, you know a win and a loss and of course Barisic Borna Barisic the Rangers left back getting um, getting his uh, 90 minutes uh, as well with uh, Croatia so it's been really pleasing to see so many Scottish Premiership based players yeah especially with Australia. Amazing. I mean, they've done so well. (laughs) And I think that's what you were saying earlier, Paul. It's still, it sort of brings it home a little that, uh, you know, our Scottish national team, when you look at the individuals in it, you just think we deserve to be on that type of stage. It just wasn't to be. Someone has compared a player with Danny McGrain,
2: So I'm going to ask Andy Walker... Um, how, yeah. what, what do he thinks and all that and also Sandy when you played for Scotland what does it do for your confidence for these players in lots of our clubs at St Mirren uh, around the country in Scotland you've just mentioned yeah. them who are playing in the World Cup what difference will that make to you
1: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com your local friendly experts for new and used cars
2: Let's go. go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Tomorrow morning, of course, we'll update you on everything in the news and the sport. And Crofty and Grado on air from early. Andy, I tuned in this morning as always. I heard them about quarter eight. I got pelters last night because I was asking <laughs> at the, from, from them this morning. I was asking Mark Goody, Mark, what were some of the biggest stories you had? And he talked about when the referee and things went wrong about 10 years ago or so. Mm-hmm. And I found myself saying, well, one of the big ones was when Kenny Douglas was transferred. <laughs> to Liverpool from Celtic yeah. and then I realised it was a while ago I was very very young so this morning they were giving me pelters about it I was just doing the paper run and I got back in when I heard it well, so tomorrow morning the guys will be back Andy for you do you think retiring was it 35 when you were talking there in the break yeah. about Ronaldo and you saw a move yesterday that he just missed it that maybe a couple he would have
3: well you tell us well the the first thing of course is Ronaldo has been absolutely sensational I'm still more of a Maradona then a Messi fan. Yeah. Maradona was my era uh, but Messi and Ronaldo over the last number of years have just been sensational and for him to score in five World Cups is truly remarkable but there does come a time for everyone where you just can't accept that you're you've no longer got the sharpness or the, the, the quickness of mind the quickness of thought to get involved in the team and I think the manager uh, Santos has handled it really well and there was a moment during that game where he came come on where I thought there was a pass played up to him and he could have been through. He just didn't have the sharpness of maybe a couple of years ago to get onto it and, and maybe do something. And, and I can remember playing with Patrick Thistle, Paul, and we played, this was my, near enough, my last season, mm-hmm. and we played Sterling Albion. And it was one of my first games for Thistle. John Lambie was the manager. Mm-hmm. We were getting beat 3-0 at half time At Fairhill? Uh, no, we, uh, and uh, is that uh, fourth Bank, Fourth Bank. Um, and uh, John Lambie took me off at half time He said, Andy, you've, your legs have gone. You just can't <laughs> get, get around the park. And while I was a wee bit annoyed that he said it in front of his teammates, I mean, I think I remember going home that yeah. night and thinking, do you know what? I am. I couldn't get around that pitch. Really? And yeah. it is hard yeah. to accept that you can't do what you what you've been doing for you know the last 10 15 years and it's a it's a difficult one to accept but there you've got uh, Ramos the new man who's mm-hmm. what 21 playing yep. for Benfica I'm sure he're going to bigger and better things with a you know a richer club and and get a move but he is the future I've I've got no doubt Ronaldo will play some part uh, in the in the quarter final but he's, he's best times behind him and I think Man United have done the right thing by um, you know severing all ties with him as you were speaking, as you know, he's there on Sky at the moment, Sky Sports. You
2: see him warming up. I tell you, his feet are still quick, aren't they? Ronaldo, though. He is <laughs> yes. phenomenal. But,
3: you know, time waits for no
2: one. It, it comes women. to everyone yep, and it's sure. a horrible
3: feeling. And it's even more horrible to to accept it and uh, and to walk away. I, I don't know what he's going to do, whether he's going to take up that offer to go and play in the Middle East for another yeah, couple of million. Uh, it's good, but
2: it's only two hundred million dollars a year. Why? Why would you
3: go? I don't know. It's crazy, uh, isn't it? Uh, I mean, it is mad, isn't it? Yeah, he's, uh, he's such he a, is brand, a remarkable yeah. talent. So you found out it was all over for you on a. Da- was it a Saturday afternoon? It was it a was Saturday was afternoon, it was dark and uh, four o'clock. Uh, 10 you know, to I played four, a few more yeah. games after it, but I knew it was time to retire, and well, uh, that was it. Andy, what about the penalties? Because I'm thinking
2: about you. I remember you taking a, a Panenka-style penalty. What do you think? So, well, first of all, some of the penalty-taking for Japan, for example. Yeah, How did you feel? They played so well, they'd lit up the tournament, and then it was the penalties.
3: Yeah, and then the Spanish penalties for the, you know, they're hardly scoring one. And then you've got uh, Luis Enrique saying mm. we, we must have practised about 1,000 penalties. Too many. Um, I took 41 in my career, mm. I remember that. And I scored 31, so I missed mm-hmm. ten. I was always quite happy to come back after a miss, and uh, you know, take another one. I just enjoyed that one-on-one challenge with the the goalkeeper. And I had a number of penalties where I could, uh, I could drill it uh, left or right. Sometimes I did actually go down the middle. Other times I could place it either side. But um, you did it in I, a derby, didn't you? An Ayrshire derby. Ayrshire Derby—that's mm-hmm. uh, that. Yeah. That was a that was a special one. My a couple of pals when I was down at here last week reminded me uh, of that moment because of course it's against Kilmarnock and yeah. uh, Ingeran, Ali McCoist, uh, Raymond Montgomery. Mm-hmm. were all playing with a right strong side. My they were the team, big boys. My old team—they yeah. yeah, yeah. were in the top division, and, and we weren't. We were in the league below. And uh, my old teammate, of course, God Marshall was in was in goal for Kelly. So yeah. um, and I remember practicing penalties with Marsh. So and I took two that day actually, um, so there was always that mindset of I wonder if he's think where I put that uh, when we, when we sure. practice. So you just try to, try to give him something different. Friend of mine, Ian Welsh, big Kilmarnock fan, former chief executive, still talks about
2: it now and again. Andy, what was the most pressure penalty you took? I, I assume playing
3: for Celtic. Um, well, it was a pressure penalty in the, in the shootout. Against Wraith Rovers we we, oh, yeah. we did lose it yeah. but I, I was one of the first five mm-hmm. uh, to take it at and Ibrox, uh, yeah. it was at Ibrooks Cup final and uh, thankfully I scored mine but uh, to see Paul miss his that's uh, that's still painful because pff, out of all the players we had that that day you wouldn't, you wouldn't and I wanted yeah. Paul to to be the yeah. fall guy. Gordon Dale still dining
2: out on it. I mean, it was phenomenal, wasn't it? It was. A, it was a giant killing act uh, for the Ray Roberts.
3: Yeah, they yeah. did a decent sides. Stevie Crawford uh, played well. Dave Nery was in that team. Was he? Uh, yeah. He yeah. had a lot of. Uh, fabulous years with uh, Dundee United and that
2: brings us to something else just on World Cup just now of course um, you've got a great stat that statistics show there are fewer shots from distance you get stats for everything
3: now you get data for everything Um, you got I I mean I'm sure I read earlier in the season that when Liverpool were winning shootouts Jurgen Klopp was actually telling players where to put the ball because he'd, he'd been fed that information you strike the ball this way you, you've got a better chance of wow. putting it into this corner, either low or high. And they would do it. And then, of course, he would take the blame if they missed. And I don't know if any Liverpool players did miss. But, um, no, I, I mean, one of the things missing from the World Cup is just the, the amount of shots you're seeing from outside the box. Yeah. Everyone plays a possession game Everyone wants to get it out wide. Everyone wants to get to the byline and cut it back. The Mexican free kick was uh, yeah. just remarkable. Yeah. We had one or two others, but haven't seen a great deal of, you know, 30 yarders, mm-hmm. 25, 30 yarders. So maybe that's yeah. maybe that's just something different. And you will remember the David Neri, it was the 82 World Cup, Scotland what against Brazil. Did we really go one up against <laughs> Brazil? And it was a, what, 35 yeah. yarder? Well, 45 whenever you speak to David Neri now, but... <laughs> yeah. um, no, it was just a, it was a brilliant strike. And of course, they they had a few of their own. Uh, Adair with the chip, yeah. I seem mm-hmm. to remember. Mm-hmm. Talking about yeah. Alan Ruff. I mm-hmm. think uh, he didn't see that one coming either. But there you go. Great moments. Great days. Topoke it was called, wasn't it? The
2: By Jimmy Jim uh, yeah. I remember seeing him at halftime. <laughs> He'd called it a Topoke. He was a like lovely a... guy. I yeah. met yeah. him a couple oh, yeah. of times. Yeah. Absolute uh-huh. gent.
3: Uh, and new knew a player at every team almost at every ground he, uh, he was a great
2: guy New stuff I see the King of Morocco has been praising his players after dumping Spain who were the winners in 2010 so they dumped them last night from the Cup I wonder people in England beginning to think will they be hearing from the King after the, the Cup final if England yeah. get to it they have a chance haven't they?
3: Well, oh, I think and they've got a very right good chance they can, have, can I throw in, you Jude Bellingham Sorry, I was just yeah. about to That's, say in yeah. Bellingham I think they've got a star not only of this World Cup but probably the next two or three uh, just to see the way he plays to hear him speak as a 19 year old it's just a mm-hmm. it's astonishing the, the level of maturity uh, that he has and um, I think there's a bit of humility about him as well and when he's on the pitch there's a bit of arrogance about him so he knows when to to turn it on and of course he's not the only one Saka Foden yeah. uh, I think England are, are, are full of quality but it just remains to be seen how they'll go on against the likes of Giroud and Griezmann and of course the main man Mbappe Oof, what a player if only I had pace <laughs> I scored a couple more yeah, he is
2: frightening as well he is indeed and mentioning you know, the Germans um, they're just phenomenal but they're out of the World Cup Spain are out as well Italy didn't even make it in Belgium. Scotland
3: I mean, Belgium of
2: course yeah. Belgium the out number two well. ranked yep. side
3: in the world you never really bought into that, that they were number two ranked no. Belgium, did you? I always wondered where that came from, because it wasn't actually winning winning tournaments, it wasn't it? FIFA rankings. That's where stats the, can be too much. The low block, the qualifications <laughs> and, and and all the rest of it. But Yeah, I think it's been a real highlight of the World Cup. The amount of yep. shocks that we're seeing, it's, uh, it's certainly been uh, very watchable. So this weekend, Andy, Croatia, Brazil, who are you going for? I'm going for Brazil. Okay. Netherlands against Argentina. That will be fabulous, but I think Messi can drag them through uh, another one. So that would be a Brazil Argentina semi final. Obrigado. Okay. So <laughs> Morocco against Portugal. And I'm going for Portugal.
2: Obrigado again. Thank you. It's the only Portuguese I've got. And England against France. It's going to be some go. game. G- Before you give us the answer,
3: France. oh, you give me France. Okay. Uh, I'll try to do a bit of suspense there. Yeah. Got to go, go, go for, for, France. There, yeah, <laughs> go for yeah. France, but. Uh... England, I've got right That'll be a great game. Looking forward to that one. And they've put the brakes on a wee bit. I said this last night, then you know, with
2: Mark, the media—they're not getting too carried away. That's the sense I get mm. in England. I
3: know. Listen, what would we be like if we were what through it to we the quarterfinal? Like, exactly. exactly. Uh, it, it, we would be yeah. all over it. And um, you know, you, you get the same down south. You certainly do. So we'll find out. Wouldn't and, it be amazing yeah. if Argentina played Portugal in mm. the final, and then you've got Messi against of Ronaldo? Ronaldo would Ronaldo play but that would be that would be an astonishing story just for world football you know who's been the best of them over the last number of years and for them to meet in in a World Cup final would be a great story Royal Rover stuff wouldn't it it certainly would be
2: 08, 08 17 17 700 Andy Walker with Paul Cooney here and the Go Radio football show Glasgow's on this time next week we will be gearing up we'll be 25 hours away from the kick off of Rangers against Hebs and we'll also be counting down to Aberdeen against Celtic Harts Kilmarnock Livingston against Dundee United Motherwell against St Marin, and Ross County against St Johnson so in the last couple of weeks there's been no shortage of talking points In uh, November towards the end we heard the news after all the speculation I think that result against St Mirren meant the writing was on the wall for Giovanni van Bronckhorst uh, he handled himself so well um, and Michael Beale I remember us saying right away he may well be the contender despite the fact he'd said no to Wolves just what three and a half weeks before but he is the new manager and this is what he had to say Title challenge for Rangers, is it still on this year?
5: I think the first thing to do is for us to get the identity on the pitch where we want it, the energy on the pitch, the right players on the pitch and start moving forward and winning football games. This Christmas period will have a big part in whether we can do that or not. The most important thing now is to win the next game, which is always the job here as a manager at Rangers. Win the next game, see where it takes us. I think the goalpost will move. If we keep winning games, then obviously something will happen. This time last year... Uh, not too late after this, I believe there was a seven point gap in our favour. So it can be turned around, but the most important thing right now is not to talk too big, it's to win the next game.
2: How much is confidence a part of it, Andy? I know. If I asked you last week, you still think that, well, you think, not still think, yeah. Celtic are going to win the title. I think Celtic yep. will win the Ritual. title.
3: I think they've yeah. got a stronger squad. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they build on their nine point lead, uh, lead at the moment. I think Rangers will get a a, a bump uh, with um, a, a boost rather with uh, Michael Beal because um, you know out of their last forty six league games at Ibrox, Rangers have won forty and drawn five. They've only lost one, and that was against Celtic. So I think that tells you how difficult it's going to be for for Hibs to get anything there. But of course, there's pressure on every game, and I think. The home supporters will obviously be uh, up for it. They'll be behind uh, their new manager, and Hibs have got an awful record uh, in Glasgow. Yeah. Ryan Porteous, there's been speculation that he could be
2: off to Rangers, so he's a bit of a bet noir at times, isn't he? Uh, against many teams, he's I think given he's a good ability. Yeah.
3: And I think if you get that stupidity out of mm. him, um, you know, I think he could be a right good player. I think you saw him maybe at his best in the in the national team when mm. we got a 0-0 draw. Uh, he against Ukraine later on, uh, yeah, he scored but, a nil-nil well, I think no, he's, scored in the other game. Yeah. yeah, I think he's got the ability to play for a for a bigger club. And had he had he signed for Celtic or Rangers, I would I would have understood it. He's got he's got huge potential.
2: Be a good signing, if if Celtic lost against uh, if so, if Rangers beat Hebbs yeah, it's down to six points. And then if Celtic lost at Petardry, which could happen, mm-hmm. I hear the Celtic fans saying. No chance, but it's at Patondry. Mm-hmm. My question is about confidence. What could that start? I mean, clearly, that's what Michael Beale and the Rangers fans would want to see. Could it give Rangers a, uh, you know, a psychological
3: advantage going into this period up to Christmas? Of course, it could. And uh, you listen to Michael Beale, and that's what he speaks about. We need to eat into, you know, Celtic's lead. But uh, you know, you've given a, a ifs and buts there. What if Rangers lose to Hibs? What if Celtic win at Patondry? What if? it goes to 12 points immediately. How does that affect uh, different things? Because I don't think it would affect Celtic in any great way. But you you don't know how it would affect Rangers at at that stage to be 12 behind. So there's a lot of what's and if's and uh, whatever happens. But I've got to say, I do fancy Rangers at home against Hibs. Hibs are in a really poor run of form. I don't know how the the break will have uh, affected them, but... I expect Rangers to get a bit of a boost with uh, Michael Beale's first game. For the
2: avoidance of doubt, my next question was Andy Walker. What if Rangers lose <laughs> to Hibs yeah. and Celtic win there? The points gap. I mean, Michael Beale would have to say, right, we've got to try and win a cup this season and re- rebuild. It's a different conversation than with Ross Wilson, isn't it? I mean, he, yeah. at some point he's got to say, wow, this is not in my watch. I've inherited this team, albeit that he and Steven Gerrard built yeah. the quarters of the team. It would be
3: quite a difficult situation for him any any Rangers supporter I speak to uh, is telling me that it's a slog and it's a grind to go to Ibrox to watch the team so I think the quality of football has to improve that would be a very reasonable target another reasonable target is can you beat Celtic uh, between now and the end of the season and as you said there can you win a trophy Uh, I'm not sure it's going to be the the league title but uh, if Rangers can win a trophy and Play a better brand of football. You would imagine that Michael Beale is beginning to turn things around, but the biggest thing you need is uh, success in the transfer market. And no one really knows how much Rangers are, are are capable of spending.
1: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's
2: go, Let's go right onto the lines now. Big Rangers fan is on. It's Tarek. Good evening, Tarek. You're through to Paul and Andy Walker. Good evening,
6: Paul and Andy. Thanks for having me on. Not at all. So what's in your mind? AGM Rangers? That is definitely on my mind, but I actually call it the MGM because I've got that in my head because I it's a hotel. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, lovely. Now you're but, boasting. But you you've been in Vegas, no, MGM.
2: Yeah. It's, well, it wasn't
6: in yeah. Vegas, it was actually in Scotland. It was in okay. It's beautiful by the way. Fantastic. But yeah. What but the the point is that the only way that I can see the board saving their skins right now at this mm-hmm. moment is if they sign three players. Okay, give us one the first one. The Hold one. on, yeah, give me the, the first, first one. one I'll, I'll give you the first one. It's, it's, it's a tribute to Giovanni uh, What Would you call it uh, ah. Claudia Rainer? Son uh, Giovanni uh, Gio. Giovanni Rainer. Sorry, right. That's, I, that, that's a that's
2: that's a interesting shout, Andy Walker. What uh-huh. do you think about Gio Rainer? So
3: he's, uh, who does he play for? He plays for Dortmund, doesn't he? Yep. he's And uh, he's 20. Um, Well, is he available? Does he want to come and play in mm -hmm. Scotland? He's playing for Dortmund. I don't know how often he he plays, but German football, um, Mm -hmm. the German Bundesliga, is a good place to play. I mean, look at Bellingham. Mm -hmm. What he's doing at uh, Dortmund, he's getting a game at, at 19 and being a star... So yeah, I mean, it sounds easy enough. Uh, you know, your dad played with Rangers. Why don't you you go there? But I think if you're getting a game for Dortmund, it's going to be um, it's going to be a tall order to to give that up and but come to Scotland. But he's ambitious, Tarek. I
2: know it would be big money, but that's a good name. And of course, he's called Gio uh, after Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, who was
3: a great teammate, of course, oh. of Claudio Reyna. Well, if there's a relationship yeah. there, if he's yeah. out of contract, then who knows? But. I think anyone playing uh, Tarek in uh, German football as Diorina is, uh, Dio is um, yeah. I think I think he'll stick it out there OK, who's number two on your list?
6: Uh, number two is young Billy Gilmer who I think has had a bit of a ter- torrid time when he's left Rangers for Chelsea and I think in his own mind and his uh, mother and father's mind that they made a mistake and I'd like him to come back home to the club that he belongs to and that's us, Glasgow Rangers
3: well, Strong he's case. another one, Tarek. He's what he's twenty-one, and uh, we, we all raved about him when he pretty much dominated the game at Wembley for Scotland against England and the in the Euros. And uh, he's just fallen away, hasn't he? He's not really been as as prominent as we thought he'd be. We all I think we all thought it'd be a good move when he went to to Brighton, and of course uh, mm. Graham Potter was there. But he's left, and he's gone to Chelsea, and uh, he's been out of the side. Uh, I think he certainly needs to play so whether he wants again whether he wants to come back to I think it's really difficult to leave eh, the richest most competitive league in Europe and knowing that you can perform there because Billy Gilmer has has done that for Chelsea in a number of games but he's not doing it every week so um, again I think his heart is probably eh, you know a bit in Scotland with, with, with Rangers at Ibrox but I'm not sure he would want to leave the the, the Premier League mm-hmm. down south his heart but maybe not his bank balance but he no. could be
2: transformational for Rangers he's not getting a game at Brighton didn't happen at Chelsea Graham Potter just crossing the clubs yeah. within hours of him signing
3: I think the one thing you'll be guaranteed is that uh, you know Michael Beale has got a good knowledge of not only the, the Premier League in, in England but also the Championship and probably below that people who might uh, be stagnating at a club they need an opportunity to play the performer, I've no doubt, he'll exhaust one or two of his contact, uh, contacts and bring up someone that uh, we don't know about and uh, they'll, they'll do well up here. And Tarek, your third one, you're shooting for the stars.
6: Well, this is, uh, this is the, the, the big one. The big one is basically, I think the Rangers is sign a, a world uh, superstar and the, the reason for him to come to Scotland in the first place is because I think that guy himself must realise now the best things in life are free and he'll definitely get them here in Scotland with his family. And uh, the name is... Uh, it's going to surprise a lot of people but I think we should go for Christian Ronaldo as a player coach to come to Ibrox and uh, work along with uh, the great coach we've got in the... Uh, what do you call him? Michael Beal. Michael Beal.
2: Well, Tarek, you're really throwing in a name there. That would be
3: impossible to believe but uh, you
6: see that happening Tarek
3: yeah is this a is this a dream or do you see it happening
6: well it's a bit of a dream but I also I definitely think that Christian Ronaldo with the things I've watched about him the programmes I've watched about him he does not come across as somebody who's money money orientated and he's got plenty he's got enough to live for 10, 20 lives
3: apparently he's got an offer to go to some other uh, Middle Eastern club Think you'll knock that back and come to Glasgow? 200 million. Dollars a year so what's that about
2: £180 million pounds. it's not going to happen but listen Tarek thanks a lot as always you get Glasgow and the West talking look after yourself and uh, thanks Tarek you very much. Uh, cheers Tarek best. thank you, thank you. Um, a week tomorrow he'll be he'll be on thinking about Rangers against Hibbs. going to be he's crucial he's been on a lot
3: this season I've enjoyed speaking to yeah. uh, Tarek and it's, oh, it's good to dream isn't it can you imagine Ronaldo well, well, in Glasgow eh? well you have to I'll tell you who is in Glasgow Celtic
2: signing Kobayashi and the manager Ange Koglu has been speaking about the
4: Japanese star. Yeah, good to get uh, Yuki in. Uh, he's one we've sort of uh, been working on for a while. And uh fact, him for a while He's, you know, I've already said he's, you know, he's plays as a left-sided centre-back, which um, is a pretty important position within the context of the way we want to play our football. Um, having having somebody who's left-footed there, it's, you know, they're, they're not easy to find in general and, um he 's already got a fair bit of experience even at the age of twenty two and I just thought it was a great opportunity for us. He was out of contract and um, the fact that we could bring him in now you know get let him get settled I think you know he 's one that you know, we 'd be looking at to make you know, more of an impact um, as the season goes on, not somebody who we're going to throw in straight away but again that depends on his progress but um, yeah really pleased to have him I think we'll He'll be great for us and, and um, yeah, I'm sure that um, he'll say this is a great opportunity for himself.
2: Another player in the Celtic ranks, Andy, Kobayashi.
3: Yeah, and you can see that they're building for the future. The fact that he's a left-sided gives them that natural balance. I think everyone's looking for a naturally left-footed uh, central defender and uh, I think when you look at the success that Ange Postecoglou has had in attracting players from from that part of the world, I think the settling in aspect will be... You know, much easier for him. I'm sure he knows the the players that are already there, and uh, it's uh, Ange Postacoglu is right. It's always down to the individual how quickly you settle. You might want to think you you'll give him six or twelve months, but who knows? He might just adapt to the whole thing much quicker than everyone expects, and and get a game early on. Paul is on the line, a big Rangers fan. Paul, you're through to Andy Walker. Good evening.
7: Oh, hi there, Paul. Um, hi there, hi. Andy. One hi, Paul. Paul, turner, Paul
2: yeah, turner. indeed. Good to hear you. In fact, do you know who's on Sky at the moment? There's somebody with a hibs top. And I think you... I think
3: Yeah, Dean Gibson. Well done. He's looking after the women who play on Sunday in the the Cup Final in Sky are showing it live. Great shout. We'll talk about that before the
2: end of the show. Can we come back to that? Yep. Paul, we mentioned it a wee while ago. Can you take it up about... Uh, what do you feel about Ryan Porteous?
7: I am... Um, I've been thinking this for a long time To be honest It's not um, I know there's a bit more rumours Going around online And whatnot about it But I've been saying for a while Um, He's a centre-back So over six foot tall He's young He's hungry Um, He's 23 years old He's got a bite about him Now he's a He's a Rangers fan When he plays against us I get riled up about him Half the time But I think that all indicates He's a good player Um, I think If The rumours are true And we get him I think that's us bringing the identity back to Rangers because I could see him as a future Rangers captain if he's managed properly. Um, he's got a wee bit of a... You know, he's played outstanding with international games. Um, you only think about the last Scotland game he was outstanding mm-hmm. in the Nations League. But um, I could see him probably playing an old fun game and possibly in see an or something like that, right? But I think the Rangers fans will take to him. I think if you think back to Walter Smith coming back after the Paul Le Guinier, we went in, dipped into the Scottish market, they brought the likes of Stephen Whittaker, um, mm-hmm. a couple of other Scottish talent to Rangers, and I mean, they took us to the UEFA Cup final and things like that. So I think that's just Scott Brown for Celtic, to what Portis could be to Rangers. I just want to see what he's thinking of that.
2: That's a great comparison,
3: potentially, the Scott Brown effect, going to Celtic, um, right, yes, Portis good, uh, for Rangers. I, I think, well, you you can't... Obviously, compare him to Scott Brown. I mean, obviously, the the commitment that the uh, Scott had to Celtic yeah. for a long time stands out. Ryan Portis, I think, I agree with you, Paul. I think he's got a lot to to offer. Um, it's whether you know Michael Beal thinks he can get him for for good value. I'd imagine you he would be be able to get him for good value or sign him on a pre-contract. I'm not. Sh- he doesn't have the, you know, the injury-prone record that uh, John Souter has got. And I think he's got good passing ability. Obviously, you'll know Paul that he's very competitive because he's, you know, Rangers fans have been having a dig at him for some of his uh, clashes with uh, Alfredo Morelos over the last uh, number of years. He, he had a bit of a uh, one or two things to say to Steven Gerrard, didn't yeah. he, when they walked yeah. off a pitch uh, one, one game I, I seem to remember. But I think if you can channel all that uh, all that stupid stuff really and concentrate on his ability. I think if you can get the best out of him, um, and you're not interested in anyone who might be sent off in a, a game against Celtic, because you need to have players who can handle that uh, that atmosphere. Mm. Can and you remember ever a pantomime villain briefly who
2: became the star of a you know a, a, an opposition? I've played team? in games yeah. where
3: Graham Soonis has lost his head and been mm. sent off. Yeah. Um, you know Frank McAvaney. Uh, Graham Roberts, Terry yep. Butcher, mm-hmm. the one at Ibrox, uh, Tommy Burns was sent off a couple of times when, when he knew he he had lost it. Um, so it, it gets to Mark Cateley's another one mm. who's been sent off yep. in it. So it gets to the the biggest of players that that atmosphere and that environment. But you need to be able to keep your calm. You need to be able to be composed. Show your ability mm-hmm. uh, more than anything else. And I I agree with Paul. I think he's got really good ability, and I think he would. I think he's better than what Rangers have at the moment. Paul, we've run out of time, but we want to continue this. We'll call
2: you tomorrow. Thanks for calling. Ryan Porteous. will he join Rangers? I know that Jim Duffy, ex-Hibs manager, has indicated he doesn't think it will be Celtic he'll go to. It could well be Rangers. That's it for tonight. Thanks very much, Andy. Pleasure, Paul. And we'll see you and hear you next week, tomorrow night. with someone you know well, Peter Grant, who'll be here in the studio coming up next it's the news and then Joke All Day
1: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors buy your next car completely online at MacklinMotors.com Let's go